Welcome to the Squadcast. It's another great day. It may be raining outside, but it is sunny in my heart. We're here today with uh, Sarah. Hey. And the sun is shining in her heart too. Yes. I hope the sun is shining in yours. <laughs> we are in for a, a, a really great Squadcast today. We are going to be following on from the message yesterday, which was uh, about hope. And uh, we're going to unpack that a little more and we pray that uh, hope will rise in your heart that there would be a spark of hope if there is no hope and if there is lots of hope in your heart we pray that that's multiplied too so that you've got lots to give away all right uh, Sarah, do you want to start with uh, sharing a passage from Lamentations? I will. All right, so in Lamentations 3, um, it's a really depressing passage, but uh, it comes to this great point where it says, The thought of my suffering and homelessness is bitter beyond words, but I will never forget this awful time as I grieve over my loss, yet I still dare to hope when I remember this. The faithful love of the Lord never ends, his mercies never cease, Great is his faithfulness. His mercies begin afresh each morning. And I say to myself, the Lord is my inheritance, therefore I will hope in him. Awesome. You know, I think Lamentations is a great place to go when we are on that journey of suffering. Mm. You know, it's a whole book about it, isn't it? You know, and understanding the theology of lament Mm. and grief and walking that journey with Jesus. And uh, like I said yesterday, you know, we often don't have a good theology of um, suffering. That's right. You know, especially in Pentecostal, charismatic sort of um, churches where we are meant to be, you know, people of, of faith. That's right. Uh, and um, the problem is when we connect faith with outcomes and rather, rather than seeing faith as the same word as faithfulness. Yeah. And it's the, you know, that um, believing loyalty, this obedient trust that yes. as we journey through the tough stuff of life, we we have Jesus with us mm. and his presence with us. And yeah, and so there's always hope. That's right. The suffering and hope are not mutually exclusive. Mm. And I think that was, you know, from the passage yesterday, like suffering and hope, they go hand in hand. Yeah. Um, yeah. Why is it that we're so set on trying to divorce the two yeah 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 and what did you think of the idea of um the soil that suffering is in Mm -hmm. it will either produce um you know i guess cynicism or the opposite of hope or it's going to produce hope depending i guess on the way that we see the world with jesus what did, what did you think of that as a concept? It, I, I was just reflecting on it last night and wondering whether I communicated that well enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes you get up after preaching and go, oh, I was meant to add more right. to that or, or, you know, and you sort of just, um, yeah. So, I mean, what did you think of that? Is there, are there any thoughts from that that you... I feel like we see that, don't we? And I feel like there's probably been times in my life where I've 
gone into suffering with the wrong attitude. Yeah, and it's definitely, I've had to then do another round, I guess, to get right. rid of it. Yeah. Uh, but I certainly yeah. think of those around me, um, family members maybe, who have gone through suffering with the, yeah, the cynicism, and that's just created more. So, yeah, well, yeah I mean, it's not bringing hope. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But it's almost like a chicken and the egg thing, isn't it? Mm. If you go into suffering with a foundation of hope, you'll come out with greater hope. Yeah, that's right. If you go into suffering with little hope, you'll come out potentially with no with no hope, potentially, you know. Um, so how do we, you know, it's like suffering produces hope, but then we also need hope to walk through suffering. And so there's a little bit of a chicken and, and an egg thing there. Is that where community is so important? So it's having someone travel it with you that even when you're looking going, this looks hopeless. I mean, Limitations 3, I shared with someone this morning. Right. Um, you know, in a situation that could look a little bit hopeless. So mm. I had to lend some hope. Yes. To someone who needed it. That's it. Um, so they come through this journey. Yeah. Hopefully with more hope at the end. Yeah. And can look back and go, oh, look, God was there. God was working through this. He, mm. He's in it. Yeah, yeah. And I, and I think that absolutely that is the the beauty of community. Mm. Because what you have hope for, yeah. I might not have hope mm. for. And what you don't have hope for, I have hope for. And yep. together, we, we're working this thing out. That's right. And I think maybe... Uh, you know, the, maybe the language that we've often rep- used in place of the word hope is faith. Mm. And we've talked about someone having faith for something. Uh, but maybe hope is a better, a better word. I'm not sure. You have to think about that now. That's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think I think you're probably right there. Probably is a bit of a connection there. Because um, I've often considered myself to have, a, have the gift of faith. Right. I certainly know that I can carry others through. Right. Help people who are stuck. So we, I talked yesterday about uh, what works against hope is cynicism, mm-hmm. and we've got some thoughts that we can yeah. unpack on that. Uh, and so it's actually something that I have been, uh, I wrote a little bit about in, in the book that I'm taking years to write. <laughs> uh, but as one of, I was reflecting on the environment of the older brother uh, from the uh, the prodigal son story, the parable, uh, and so I, I'd written written this um, that at the root of cynicism is a lack of love, which is why the orphan-hearted older brother can easily and quickly create an, an environment of cynicism. The goal of the cynic is to create an environment where they are never to blame for relational breakdown or failures. The cynic often feels lonely, disenfranchised, and unheard. Unfortunately, this environment is of their own making. They have distanced themselves from friends, family, and community. And I think uh, with, you know, Jesus talks about, you know, our hearts growing cold. And, you know, we've been talking a lot about the critical journey as well. And, and obviously we're doing that at the moment at Awaken You. And I think that the, the cynical heart or the cold heart could be the result of someone coming up to that wall yeah. and not pushing through mm-hmm. because the suffering is too hard to face or, yeah. or for whatever reason, you know, because we know that moving through the wall, we have to have a good theology of suffering. That's right. Uh, and so uh, so someone coming to that wall and then retreating back mm-hmm. and getting stuck mm-hmm. at a, a stage two sort of yeah. environment, 
we are they're doubling down on their rightness and uh, and so creating this this uh, idea of cynicism do you, have, do you have any thoughts on that yeah i think with the older brother isn't it? he's looking at the younger brother who's coming home with no consequences and he's having love lavished on him and i think mm. yeah if you've um found yourself back at stage two and you're doubling down that's what's going to look ridiculous um yeah to you the the brothers and sisters that god is pouring out grace upon um i think kerry newhoff as well he talks um he's got a book called um oh, i forget what it's called uh, but anyway about being cynical i uh, didn't see it coming yeah. um <laughs> but he talks about how for a lot of years he didn't think he had any baggage right. in ministry uh, he ends up you know burning out and i'm um, going yeah actually i have baggage Right. Um, I think it's the older brother. It's easier to go. Don't know what you're talking about. I haven't got baggage. I'm not the one that's run off and yeah, been an idiot. Yeah. Um, so I think it's easy to not grieve and not deal with the stuff that you've picked up along the way. Totally. So you go back to stage two where it's safer. Maybe stage three you might double down on doing the doing. Yeah, 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 and then become cynical with everyone else that's not doing that's the it. amount of doing that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think that's you know. The heart of a cynic is self-righteousness, mm-hmm. which is why I've brought it into this yeah. idea of of you know saving the older brother, <laughs> yes. saving us from our cynicism and yeah. our self-righteousness. And there's a quote from a guy called Paul Maxwell. It says the cynic places the highest premium on their own analysis of the world. It is a dull, stubborn fixation on something or someone. It is not a fit or fury, nor is it brash. It is slight and subtle, rolled eyes, raised eyebrows, curled lips, and beneath it all is a low-lit anxiety burning deep in the chest. The presumption of cynicism is not that it condescends from up there, but that it disapproves from nowhere. It scorns from a safe and comfortable nothingness, which is so empty and contentless that it cannot be retaliated against. And it's true, and I'm thinking just as you were sharing that, I was just thinking about, uh, I was sharing with someone this morning about when a past church I was in split, and um, but I remember, yeah, just the cynicism that was in those, uh, the situation was, you know, Christians had been in the church for multiple generations, and so they weren't getting the positions they thought they were entitled to. Right. Um, but I remember the woman, at the end of the day, we had this awful, awful morning, and the woman in the kitchen gossiping, and the cynicism that was in right. there, and the justification and the righteousness, mm. um, and the damage that it was doing. It was the first time I ever thought, man, women should shut up in church. Um, <laughs> <laughs> perhaps just those women, it's contextual. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, and just the damage that it did to a whole church. Right. That whole culture of mm. cynicism. Mm. Yeah. 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 So cynicism is the result of a host of bad experiences that have left the cynic feeling hopeless for the future. These experiences have created a fear of rejection and more disappointment. Cynics are cornered sufferers who have turned their shields into blunt swords. It is a refuge for cowards, a toxic spiritual state that so clouds our ability to see faint possibilities and hope amidst amidst the glaring problems that we often wipe our hands of any engagement whatsoever. Yeah, so true. And weapons, we weaponize it. Yeah. 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 Trying to armor around our own hearts, but at the same time, 
creating weapons to tear down others. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it becomes so isolating. Yeah. And, you know, and I think, you know, that analogy that I brought out yesterday about the, well, Annette brought <laughs> out originally in prayer uh, about the, the cold, icy heart. I mean, how prophetic was that? <laughs> that um, the cynicism is this cold, icy heart. That's right. Uh, and and it's almost like people around them as well are hitting with the pickaxe trying to break in That's to it. this cold and, and icy heart. And But it's so disconnected and mm-hmm. isolated mm-hmm. from the community that it's in. Yep. You know, it, I guess it, it's almost like deciding to be the judge of a community that you don't want to be a part yep. of. You know, it's yeah. it's this disconnection, but this this judgment, you know, uh, pointing out what's wrong with yep. a community that you're actually not caring for. So how do we love those that are in a community that might be cynical? Is there a point where you can <laughs> get in, you know, ambulance at the, it was at the fence at the top of the cliff mm. instead of the ambulance at the bottom? How do we, well, I guess, protect ourselves from cynicism, but then also those in a community? I mean, that's a really good question because I don't think all people that have lost hope have become cynics. Mm, it's true. Uh, and so whilst the cynic needs hope... The hopeless might not be cynical. The hopeless might not be cynical. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, I think if we can continue to be hope dealers, yeah. uh, we can... We can provide hope to the hopeless mm. I think the cynic needs love yeah yeah you know they need to be exposed to the sun mm-hmm. the sun that's in all of us you know Jesus mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah and I guess it's a journey isn't it to be able to start trusting people again mm. um, you know and I guess we talk about often when we talk about sort of emotional healing we talk about echoes I think for a lot of people we become cynical. It's as echoes of the past where stuff has failed, mm. where people have failed them, disappointments, like it is this built up it's the baggage, but you know, it's built up and so they go into new relationships not trusting or mm. expecting the worst. Um and I guess loving them through yeah. that as well. Yeah, and, and yeah, seeing the worst in, in others. Yeah. I I mean I, I I believe the for me the most freeing thing that I've discovered in Jesus is believing the best in people mm-hmm. yeah that is that is just so freeing and I, I yeah I feel for those that have mm. become cynical yeah um, as a leader I love it when you know I've had people who have been surprised when someone that they've thought was potentially worthless or were never going to sort their lives out when that person starts smashing it and is succeeding, mm. I, I love that that they've just proved all the critics wrong. You know, all of those that are cynical and said, "Oh, they'll never be anything." Yeah. Um, and it's like, no, look, actually, <laughs> here's someone who's got it, and you know, God's transformed them. Let that be hope. Yeah. See the good. Yeah. 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 yeah totally. I wrote in uh, in the book 
that because cynicism is the belief that everyone is motivated by ill intentions and by their own self-interest, we must make a choice to embrace and actively position ourselves to receive love from the Father. Just like all the symptoms of an orphan heart, it can only be loved out of us. Mm. You know, so I think it is, you know, love, love at the end of the day is the answer, you know, and, and Paul talks about in Romans that, um, you know, I guess the cynical might believe that God's love is only being poured in as a trickle. Yes. You know, but Paul was saying, no, no, the love of God has been poured into us through the Holy Spirit. That's right. And, you know, I think the only thing that is quenching that is our own hearts, you yep. know. And so, you know, it's, yeah, God's love has been poured into and, us. And you think theologically, I mean, you shared on Abraham yesterday, God's like, he is, you know, Abraham is righteous. Before Abraham had done any of the obedient stuff, he, mm. you know, before he had gone through the circumcision and all of that stuff, God was always like, he is righteous. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he had faith. That's right. Um, before any of the other stuff. And it's so like God with pouring love out. Yeah. He loves us before we've done a scrap of anything. That's right. Yeah. 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 And so, I mean, I often, because I, I, I could probably, I realize that I could tend towards cynicism um, because I'm quite a, like a rational thinker. So I need to sort of rationalize things. And I, I decided a number of years ago that my, my best position before God was to assume that I know nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and even in, in my approach to people as well, you know, how, how do I, as a pastor, yeah. knowing often the best and the worst of people, yeah. you sort of, you're exposed to this whole world mm. of um, sitting with people in their, in their worst times and their best mm-hmm. times. And, and how do you continue to love someone yeah. and continue to believe the best in them? Yeah. You know that there is actually hope of transformation for every single person, That's right. no matter what they've done, mm-hmm. no matter you know how horrible they've been yeah. to their wife or their husband or, or to their yeah. children. You know, like there is actually hope for yeah. everyone. And so, you know, I, I just you know that that just that place of humble surrender yeah. to God and just going, actually, I I assume that I know nothing. Mm. That's and that's so much better than suspicion. Or assuming that you, and I've done it so many times where I've assumed someone's motives because of perhaps how they've acted in the past. Yeah, or, um, yeah. or I'm reading my own agendas into their right. behaviour. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and I mean, on that note of suspicion, which just goes hand in hand with cynicism, you know, and it's the suspicion is the counterfeit of discernment. That's right. And um, I think. As a you know, for, you know, even as a leader, like the suspicious cannot build anything of value because they're too busy being suspicious of everyone and everything. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's it, there's a, more of an emphasis on pulling down than pulling up. Absolutely. And you know, um, we got asked a few weeks ago about um, suspicion. Mm. Uh, no, sorry, about discernment. Yeah. When we're talking about judgment, and uh, I I had actually written something down in in, in the book, and, it, and it's this. Suspicion is judgment divorced from relationship. Its goal was to tear down. But discernment is judgment in relationship and its goal was to build up. Yeah. So again, it's this, you know, is our goal as followers of Jesus to be 
uh, community-driven yep. people with a goal of building mm-hmm. a community. Because uh, you can't, you cannot build what you're tearing down. That's right. And so I find it, I find it really interesting. Uh, you know, my experiences as as a pastor and and uh, experiencing uh, different people that have. Uh, opinions maybe mm-hmm. about church life or, or something like that um, I find I really struggle with with some people that uh, say that they want to build the body of Christ yeah. but position themselves outside of the community yeah. so to speak pointing in with with cynical judgment yeah. um, it's an oxymoron you can't you can't build something you're not willing to be a part of. Yeah. I, and um, Brene Brown kind of points at that when she talks about the arena, her whole book, Daring Greatly, right. you know, Theodore Roosevelt's um, Man in the Arena speech. But mm. she's like, if you're not in the arena getting your backside kicked too, I'm not interested in your cynicism, yeah. in your critique. Like, yeah. Yeah. be in the community, be in doing it. Don't be standing outside yeah. telling you what you're doing wrong. Yeah, totally. Um, and I think to it, like it reminds me of, of running the race and, you know, too often I know that I've been looking at what other people are doing mm. rather than running my own race. Right. Um, yeah, and trying to, te- I guess we do, we try to get other people out of our way on the race without realising we're actually running for the same goal. Yeah. 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 And I know, like training, I train two mornings a week and we've got this wonderful lady, she's, must be in her 50s and like we'll be training and she is like cheering us all on like she's in there suffering with us too right uh, but she's like come on team and you know she'll yeah. be cheering on individuals and I was just like man she's so got it yeah she's and she's walked the journey that so many of us she does triathlons and stuff now she's right. amazing what yeah. she has achieved um but she's cheering on the team She's dealing hope. She's dealing hope. That's right. You're you're suffering. You're at 25 minutes. You're suffering, and she is dealing hope. So cool. And everyone, you see, everyone picks up the game. Yeah. 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 It's interesting, eh? Because I don't know whether potentially someone you know with with that cynical heart that they are probably trying in their mind to build something. Yeah. It's, it's just not a kingdom way of building it. it yeah. It's actually tearing down everything, mm-hmm. not building anything. Yeah. And yeah, and so we just can't build anything of value. That's right. Mm. I mean, Kieran Newhoff says um, that the curious are never cynical and the cynical are never curious. Um, right. And, you know, because cynicism is not the same as scepticism and asking questions. Mm, like, yes. maybe if we're feeling cynical, we need to start asking some questions right. of ourselves and yeah. and others. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I really like the, just that idea of, you know, I read that quote from Chesterton mm-hmm. on Sunday, you know, mm. that, that, that our father is younger yeah. than we, you know. Um, you know, we, we've grown old and cynical. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but our father is younger than we. He's, yeah. He is enraptured with the infancy of, you know, that childlikeness. And, yeah. you know, I, I, I just really love that, mm. you know. And, and it's something that I have to continually remind myself yeah. of, you know, because I can tend towards being cynical. Yeah. You know, and so actually believing there is something greater, you That's know. Right. And I, I think as well, you know, looking at... Uh, you know what is going on in society as well. Uh, we can be, become so cynical about you know what's yeah. going on in the world, kind of thinking. Yeah. Uh, and instead of um, 
seeing our role as, as people who bring hope mm-hmm. into a broken world. Potentially we have established ourselves as uh, judges yes. of a broken world. And we, it's the same. It's the same mm. idea. It's the same parallel that we can We cannot bring hope into a broken world if if we're coming from a position of of judgment. Yeah. Um, you know, you've got the the parable of the wheat and the tears, where um, you know that the the servants say to the master, "Do you want us to pull out the weeds?" Mm. And and the master says, "No. L- let me deal with that at yeah. the end." And so there is this picture of us coexisting with the world yeah um and and so we are we're supposed to coexist with the brokenness around us and and the reason why the you know jesus is telling this parable i think anyway is is he's saying we're not good judges you know if you did that there would be a lot of you know if 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 the master said yeah pull out the weeds there'd be a lot of collateral damage you know what i mean yes like there would be a whole lot of of good things that Mm. that are torn out at the same time as the weeds yeah and i i think you know if we could position ourselves as, as a church that say you know our, our role is to bring hope yeah jesus is the judge i mean james talks about that's this right. constantly just yeah. about in every chapter you know we've that's just right. done that um yeah but i just what would that look like I th- yeah I, th- I think i think this is a revelation that, mm. that that as as the church capital c church yeah I hope we can get this revelation. Absolutely. Yeah. That's good. Great. Well, it's been good chatting. And I think this is our last squadcast for the year, probably. Yeah, it will be. So uh, to all of those listening, I hope you've enjoyed uh, enjoyed the squadcast. And I think uh, if there's anything that you would like us to talk about, let us know. Yeah. Um, we'd love some feedback. You could even put five stars on on the podcast. That'd be great. Uh, but <laughs> or one star if you think it sucks. Well, it doesn't bother me. Uh, <laughs> Those cynical people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let me pray as we finish. Father, we just we we thank you for your love that is being poured into us through your Holy Spirit, and, and we thank you that it is your love that displaces fear. And we know that that cynicism, this this opposite thing to, this opposite spirit to the spirit of hope that is within us as believers, we we know that that is rooted in fear. Uh, it's just fear with cool sunglasses on. We're, we just we just pray right now for our church family, for those that call awaken home, for those listening right now. Father, we we thank you for your love that has been poured into our hearts. We thank you that right now in this moment it is displacing fear. It it is bringing hope for the future. It's bringing uh, hope to see the best in those around us. It's bringing bringing hope for us to believe that 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 there is a way through your kingdom, the way that you that the way that you live, the way that you think, the way that you act, that could actually turn this broken world right side up. And we want to partner with that way, not with not with a way that that stands uh, outside pointing fingers in. But Father, we want to be those that are walking right in the midst of of it, the the wheat and the tears walking together. And we just pray that we could be people that that love is just is just flowing in us and through us and to those around us, bringing hope to the hopeless and bringing love to those who are in fear. 
And we thank you, God, for all of this. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.